Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. Good day, good day, Kingdom Corner Podcast devotees. The great Matt Geib with you once again, and I want to just shout out and say Happy New Year this year of 2021. I believe is a year that will be filled with hope and promise. That's what I'm believing God to do for us as we dissect His Word, as we fellowship together here on the Kingdom Corner podcast and look into what God has for us. Now, the last time we were together, we had discussed an episode on meditation kind of as a break in our ongoing episodes on the uh, book of Ephesians and the lessons from there because I just felt like now this next section we're going to start is going to require at least two or three episodes, and I didn't want to break that up. I wanted to start afresh and anew. So today in 2021, first episode, first podcast, we'll start afresh and anew. And the last time we were together, we were about in the middle of Ephesians 5. And today I want to highlight two verses to read from that where we left off and where we're going to start again now. Ephesians 5, 20 and 21. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 21, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Or as a number of translations say, putting yourselves in subjection one to another. Putting yourselves in subjection one to another. Today we're starting a new section or topic in Ephesians. The last time we left off, we were talking about walking in understanding and overflow, and it had to do a lot of that first part of Ephesians chapter 5, and even the other previous chapters had to do with our relationship, what we would call vertically, between us personally and God. And now the Apostle Paul is shifting over in this chapter in a new section or new topic here of how that carries over in our relationships with others, horizontally. Um, There are no chapter breaks in any part of the Bible, but if there were, this is where a new chapter would start, right here. Let's see, submitting to one another in the fear of God. That's verse 21. Paul has changed the focus of the exhortation or admonition in this chapter from the vertical relationship, that is, us to God, and now he wants to zero in on the horizontal relationship. That is how each of us relate with each other, with our fellow man or human beings as men and women of God. If we are in proper relationship with Abba, this means or presupposes we will then be in the right or proper relationship with other fellow men and women. And this involves submission or putting ourselves into subjection one to another. This is now what we want to unpack for the next few podcasts, and today is kind of an introductory podcast to this theme on submission. So the title for today that I I came up with, and you'll see how it is when we get into this, is called, or I want to call it, the Submission Solution, the Submission Solution, meaning the answer for you and I, for us, is to learn as people how to put ourselves in subjection or how to submit as people one to another. 
So in this verse, verse 21, Paul begins to summarize what he will cover about submission, and this will go on quite a while here from verse 521 over to verse six, chapter 6 and verse 9. This principle or solution of submission will be applied again and again and again in regard to all our relationships. And so he picked out the main ones that most of us will deal with in our lifetime. Husbands and wives, parents and children, masters and slaves, or we could say for today, bosses and employees. I'm sure all of us are affected one way or another in those relationships. We not, might not be married yet, but we all have parents. And the majority of people that come here work for somebody or have worked for somebody. So that's what we're going to get into. There is one main factor that I see missing in the world today in all conflicts, and that is an ability for people to subject themselves or submit to each other when they disagree or just to make their relationships work better. The characteristic that makes this work well for Christians is that we submit or we should submit to Jesus first. So we as Christians are not thinking of our needs or wants first because that, that's the principle, you know, that we learn from submitting to Jesus and that is the solution that is missing. We think of other folks first. We put them first. Submitting yourselves, as verse 5, chapter 5 and verse 21 says, is the Hebrew word submitting there is hupatasso. In Greek, it's a word that is derived from a military term, meaning to rank under, to arrange oneself with subjection to, to be subject to, to willingly put yourself under another, to subdue, to be subdued, to obey, to be obedient, to submit to one's control, to yield to one's admonition, another one's admonition or advice. This word also can connote a voluntary, voluntary, get that word, act of giving in cooperation with others or cooperating with others. That is assuming a responsibility to do this. This would also mean to carry a burden as well. That is putting oneself in subjection to another. You carry that burden because you're concerned about, first of all, like we said, what the other person's concerned about. This then is an underlying principle to what we began to discuss even in, back in chapter 4. That is, I see it as a building block to what we need to build unity in the body of Christ, and that's submission. It's not just, I want to emphasize again and again today, it's not just one party submitting to another. It's not just a one-way street. I want to make sure that this is underscored here, highlighted here. It is a subjection together by both parties, a corporate or joint submission by both parties among people, and especially these categories we will be discussing in this episode and in the episodes to come. That is, husbands with wives, parents with children, and bosses with employees. Again, I will say it. This is a two-way street. It's not you do it my way or the highway. You submit to me or else, or like I heard in a few churches for years that I was in, I'm the pastor. I'm called to be the head of the church, and you submit to me or else you're in rebellion. No, this is an open two-way submission. 
I want to debunk the thought today that one group totally submits to the other without question. Submission is all about relationship, and that's what we're getting into, the horizontal relationship between men and women. And that requires us both working together. It's not a one-way thing, because God doesn't even treat us that way. He doesn't say, submit to me or else I'll smash you. He's not like that. That's not his nature. He's very loving, and he's very patient with us. There may come a time on Judgment Day when it's not that way, but for now, that's the way God is, okay? That's the way God is. Does that mean that the husband that's over the wife or parents over the kids or bosses over the employees? Yes. Does it mean, I guess my question is, does that mean the husband isn't over the wife in the relationship or the parents over the kids or bosses over the employees? No, they are the head party in the relationship, yet it's not a tyrannical one way, I'm going to smash you if you don't agree with me or come in submission to me relationship or rule. Like, like the other party is supposed to be a robot and just respond like a robot. I think far too long, many churches over the years have believed the lie of one-way submission in these relationships, especially with pastors to churches. Yes, the husband, the boss, the parent are over the wife, the employee, and the child in the relationship. And even though it is a military-type arrangement, according to the Greek word hupotasso, it's not totally top-down, where the one is saying, do as I say or else. Just as we submit to God, he's not up there, like I said, with an iron fist or rod ready to smash us when we don't do always as he says. He's disappointed, yes, but he's not up there wanting to smash us. He's willing to work with us. This is a two-way submission, a two-way street. I can't emphasize enough. The submission solution, that's what I'm talking about today. That is the submission solution. Two parties being in subjection one to another. There will be no solution if one party comes in and says, yes, you do it my way or it's the highway. As far as children go, I remember the old Bible teacher Josh McDowell used to say, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. You cannot have rules for your children, your kids, and not have a relationship with them. It just doesn't work. You need to attempt to share your heart and some of the meaning behind what you want them to do and what you desire of them and why. And yes, I do realize the other side of it. You can't always, all the time, do that. But you need to be cultivating an open, honest, loving relationship with your kids. And I'd say it's the same with husbands and wives and bosses and employees. That's what works best. That's what's important here in establishing positive and effective relationship with others or relationships with others. Philippians 2.3 says it well, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each one esteem the other better than themselves. And I'm reminded years and years ago, over 40 years ago, when I first came out to the West Coast, to the left coast here, and I was in Bible college, I had a wonderful, wonderful Bible college president. His name was Jack, and he was a former Marine Corps officer. So he did know a bit about, from the Marines, a bit about you do it my way or the highway mentality, and yet he was the most loving, 
one of the most loving authority figures I'd ever met. And I can say that to this day. Many of us that were corrected by him for various things. I remember one time in my case, my hair was a bit too long for the college standards. He would bring you in maybe and talk with you and get to know you and then just mention those things. But he did it in such a way, and others have said the same thing, others of my peers that I went to Bible college with, he did it in such a way after you left there, you kind of wondered, was he really correcting me? It was done in such love. It was done in such love. He esteemed the students better and above himself as he was there, like Philippians here says, to serve them in humility. He was esteeming them better than himself. He never came across as though he felt he was better or superior to the Bible college uh, student. Galatians 5.13, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity to the flesh, but through love serve one another. It's all about serving one another in love. Okay? We are free in Christ, and as servants or leaders in the church and ministers, we are not to lord it over people but we to serve them. We are to serve them in or through love. That's what it's all about. 1 Peter 5, 5 says, Likewise, you younger ones, submit yourselves to the elders. Well, that makes sense. The older ones, that is the elders in the church, are usually the wiser and have more wisdom. But then he goes on to say this, You all be, not just the young to the old, but you all be submissive to one another. Again, as I said, it's a two-way street. I love the way the Passion Translation puts this verse. Each of you must wrap around yourselves the apron of a humble servant. Each, both young and elder ones, must put on that apron of humility. Here from the notes, I've added this. Being subject to or submitting to one another is not a doctrine, but it's an attitude. You can never make this a doctrine. I mean, some have tried, and I've been in churches where they have sure put that idea out there that it was a doctrine. You submit to the pastor and the elders, or you're in rebellion or else. But it's the same principle I see today when so many are excited about this lady by the name of Comey who has been put on the Supreme Court. Now, so many Christians, not a lot of, not everyone, but a lot of them are so excited because they see, and I'm just making the parallel here, they see that now we're going to be able to vote out abortion. And, well, we could vote out abortion, but it's the same thing here with submission and abortion, in my opinion. You can't legislate things like this. They are matters of the heart. They must come from men and women's heart that are transformed, that have changed. You can't say, you do this or else. It was kind of like back in the 20s when they tried to outlaw alcohol, and it was against the law to have alcohol. It didn't work. You can't legislate things like that. Is abortion wrong? Is drinking too much alcohol wrong? Having issues with one party like bosses or like employees to boss or wife to husband or children to parents, is it wrong for them to be in rebellion? Yes. And yet at the same time, this has to be a principle that's brought from the heart to make it work. A lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times I believe when people are in rebellion and they move into rebellion, it's because the one that was over them didn't bring what was needed in their life in the right way. They didn't bring it the right way. You know, rules without relationship lead to rebellion. 
Men and women's hearts must be transformed, changed to truly have the submission solution applied and working in conflicts and problems. It's a two-way street. It's not I submit to you or else or you submit to me or else. Submitting to each other is not doctrine. It's an attitude of love and brokenness that must be birthed by God's Spirit in each party. As living, I would say here, like Ephesians 2 that I love so much, as living and breathing bricks, as living and breathing bricks that each of us individually are to make up the living and breathing temple of God that we see in Ephesians 2, 20 to 22 or so. We are in community together. We are not alone. This is the opposite of pride, which would be standing alone. This will birth true God-centered accountability when you have that kind of heart, that you just want to be subject yourself to another out of love. There is no such thing as an accountability group without mutual submission. This must come as a natural byproduct of submission. You can't really, you know, I've seen that too years ago, accountability groups. We're going to have a men's accountability group in this church. You're going to come in and you're going to tell me all your problems because I'm the pastor or I'm the elder and I know better than you. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Again, you have to have a relationship. It must be a natural. Accountability must be a natural byproduct of submission forged in the attitude of selfless humility one to another. You know, I must say again, it was easy to then, once you talk to Jack, the president, dean of students, it was easy to go to him about problems and issues because you know he had your best interest at heart. You, he, you knew he loved you. Yes, you knew he was an authority. Yes, you knew he you know, if you didn't correct some of the things in your life, after a time, he might get a little more strict. But you knew he had your—he was thinking of you first, and he loved you, you know? Remember, rules without relationship never work. They only lead to rebellion. God was not, nor is ever that way. As a former manager employee and employee, it never works in the workplace either. A lot of times they say nowadays when people leave a job, it's not because of the job or even the wages. It's because of the boss they've had that has acted out in their place of authority in the wrong way. Do you know people that you that are in authority, I'm just going to add my two cents in here, whether you're a parent, whether you're a boss, whether you're a husband, you shoulder the greater responsibility in the relationship. You shoulder the greater responsibility. I saw another movie once where it's a football movie about guys in, in high school coming together on a football team in a time of in the United States when there were problems with uh, blacks and whites. Well, there's still that problem today of racism. And they were trying to make these blacks and whites play on the same team. And this one, two guys that became best friends that were on the defensive line, one was black and one was white. The white guy was the captain. And he kept really railing on the black guy because he wasn't doing what he should be doing on certain plays. And he kept saying, he finally took the black guy aside and said, you need to respect me. And the black guy said, well, I cannot respect somebody, you know, you know, that has that kind of attitude. It, you can't force me to respect you. Respect comes out of a mutual um, love and looking up to somebody that's only forged in a relationship, not in rules, is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't work. The church's relationship to Christ is God's everlasting purpose. It is the foundation and the archetype of man's three greatest relationship, 
discipleships, the church's relationship to Christ. Okay, it's an archetype of the three greatest relationships. In other words, it shows a picture of that. Husbands and wives, we're going to get into that more, verses 22 to 33. Parent and child, chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. And the master and the slave, or the boss and the servant, Ephesians 6, 4 to 9. Paul starts with the first principle, or the first relationship, I should say. Example, husbands and wives, Ephesians 5, 22 to 33. Submit, or be subject, is what he's talking about in regard to the marriage relationship. Submission, or making oneself subject to the other. Wives are to make themselves subject to their husbands, as this portrays the example of Christ submitting to the church. 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and he makes draws the parallel here, and the man is the head of every woman, and God is the head of Christ as to unto the Lord. Emphasize here, I want to cross it, highlight it big time, underscore it, as unto the Lord. In these relationships, if your heart is right before God, you're submitting to your husband, to your boss, to your parent, as unto the Lord. It's not just to them, but unto the Lord. By submitting to your husband in the marital relationship is likewise to submit to Christ, for this is God's plan. We could also carry this example further, and like I just said, employees submitting to bosses and parents to children, or children to parents, I should say. The same word for submission is used in all three of these examples here in Ephesians 5 and 6. It carries the same idea and parallels a submission to Christ. I'm going to say here, if you tell me you love God above, then you will also love those here on earth horizontally. Is it not the same? You have to love, you can't be a hypocrite and say, well, I love God, but I, I can't get along with these people. I can't submit to them. I can't be subject to the relationship. You are a hypocrite if you say you love God or, and are in conflict or fighting with those men and women that are on the horizontal, those men and women in your life or children. And to be sure, we are not just talking about a one-way submission. Remove that from your mind. Remove that from your thinking. A lot of that comes from the old religious authoritarian teaching that I've seen in the church over the years that crushes people's spirits. It crushes people's spirits and destroys them and their relationship with God. It will suck the life right out of them. You see, part of this is part of this whole thing, the whole idea here is subjecting one one to another to make each other better, to build each other up, to edify each other. That's what we're talking about here. The submission solution is a two-way street. To submit to your husband is likewise submitting to the Lord, for this is his plan that shows the example of Christ submitting to God and God submitting to Christ. Of course, this is all qualified by saying we each stand before God. The leaders, that is, I've talked about this, husband, parent, boss. We must ask ourselves, how am I treating my wife, my child, my boss? Do I come across in love and humility or you, or say, you do it my way or the highway when I'm the leader in that role? You submit to me or else because I'm the boss. It says so in the Bible, you're to submit to me because I'm the husband. 
Yes, it does. But you as the leader, like I said, you carry the greater responsibility in the relationship. And I, for one, am so tired of this attitude or this definition I've seen in the church of submission, the submission or else doctrine, as I had that kind of shoved down my throat for years. And even from my dad, who loved me so much, he was a Marine. But that's all he knew. But later on, when he became an adult and I was adult, God helped us get our relationship back in line together. You know, we understood each other better. The husband is not your mediator, wife. And let me get that through to you. The husband is not the mediator any more than the pastor is your mediator to God. They're there to help you. The wife doesn't go to the husband to mediate for her before God. That's a personal relationship. That is not a husband's place or what the passage means at all here. I've heard this so much as well over the years in churches. The husband is only the wife's covering because the Scripture calls her the weaker vessel. We will get into that more. Does it mean she can't be a pastor or a teacher or a CEO or boss? No, not at all. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wife in understanding. Or the King James says, dwell with her in knowledge. How are you doing on that, Mr. Husband? I've been at it for 42 years, and I'm still learning some things, still trying to figure this thing out. And it doesn't always come easy in my own heart and mind. I have to seek the Lord about it, because to be honest with you, I've kind of been a dummy and insensitive over the years about it. Dwell with your wife in knowledge. I was dumb about that for a lot of years. You know, wives are different. Women are different than men. You know, we have to understand their emotions and their feelings, and they're different than us. They usually don't give you a little pamphlet or booklet on how to be a husband when you get married. These things take time, and again, the ingredient of humility, I think, must be within the relationship. I was pretty stubborn for a lot of years, you know. It's a two-way relationship. All these relationships involve two parties, and we have to be empathetic have empathy to see it from the other party's view, to see an issue from the other party's view. How do you dwell with a wife, with your wife, in understanding or knowledge? Again, by waiting before God and putting her above yourself. Yes, it says she must submit to the husband. I've heard that so many times by men in counseling sessions. How about this? How well are you, Mr. Husband, submitting to God? How well are you doing with submitting to God? How well are you loving your wife, submitting to God? Because that's the picture that's represented here. It goes on to say, you husbands are to love your wife as Christ loved the church and laid his life down for her. How's that possible? That's not possible at all. You cannot do that without first submitting yourself to Jesus and allowing him to help you love your wife as Jesus Christ loved the church. Believe me, I know. I know because I've failed at this over and over again. You know, I've been at this 42 years and I've had a lot of failures. And if you're wise and if you're sensitive and you bring God into the picture, you learn from your failures. You husbands in the same way live with your wife as with someone that is the weaker since she is a woman and show her honor. I've learned some hard lessons and that my wife is better than me at some things. 
and allowing her to help me in these areas, being a helpmeet, as it talks about in Genesis, and give input. This is the true definition of submission in the relationship. See, I'm submitting to her as well. I'm putting myself in subjection to her as well in something that she may know more about than I do. I'm submitting to and allowing her strength to help us in our relationship as a team. It's simple. I submit to her strength, and she submits to my strength. It's not my way or the highway. Possibly, in the end, the relationship of the husband and wife, the husband may need to make a call or make the decision, and yet I don't even like that idea totally. Just like I do not like the idea in the church where we're all going to vote on an issue. I'd rather have us as a church eldership or a husband and wife team wait on God and both come to a consensus on an issue or decision. Ephesians 5.23, For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be subject to husbands in everything Again, let's underline it, let's highlight it, as to the Lord. Uh, The Greek here says himself Savior. The point is, Jesus Christ's headship of the church was accomplished by his resurrection. So Paul is making clear that Jesus Christ, as our head of the church, is not exactly identical to the man being over the wife. In other words, there's more power in the relationship of Christ being the head of the church than man being over the woman. However, in Christ being supreme boss over us, he still submits to us. He still listens to us. He still wants to know our heart and mind on things. You know, we are his friend. Verses 22 to 24 talks about a mutual submission with husband and wife. Genesis 2.20, which I referred to earlier, talks about the wife being a helpmeet to her husband, not a slave, not a rival, but his willing, loyal helper, because that's the way women are made. I mean, I joke oftentimes with my friends that, you know, Sarah called Abraham Lord, and so the woman's supposed to do, my wife's supposed to call me Lord. That's just a joke. And I don't even believe in their relationship, Abraham and Sarah, even though it was old covenant, that she was actually, you know, submitting to him like a robot would. You have to learn and be humble in relationships. You have to learn what the other person is like, your children, your boss or employees. You have to learn what they are like so you can learn what's best needed in the relationship. A good book to read for all of you is uh, The Five Love Languages. It talks about everybody has a love language. And my wife's language, one of them is a loyal help, is to be a helper, to help us to help our relationship. She loves to serve, a gift of service. She's to be a loyal helper to help the man accomplish his goals and aims, not the other way around. She is to be his helpmeet and his partner in what he is led to do in life. Essentially, she is to follow. And and that's the way women are created. They want to follow. They want to do what the man's heart is. Sometimes there's a difference in that. There are some women out there that are ministering, and the men are kind of And yet the men are still over the relationship, but in that metron, in that sphere of ministry, the woman would be the leader. It means her primary relationships to the Lord. And if she is yielding to God, that carries over into the natural. That is submitting to the Lord. Wives to husbands, children to parents, bosses to employees. 
Sometimes, some areas I'm trying to get at, men should follow women. And yet women were best created to be a helpmeet for men. You know, like I said, if, if she's the main minister, think of one woman out there. I can't think of her name now. That's a national minister, leader in the Christian community. She's a wonderful preacher, you know, in that atmosphere, her husband would kind of follow her lead. So that's what we've talked about today, the submission solution. Again, it's a two-way street. Both must, in humility, see, that's the key, both in the relationship, husbands and wives, parents and children, employees and bosses must put themselves in subjection to one another in love for the submission solution to really work. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on The Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Guide. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes, Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.